0: Good evening, wonderful listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Time with Abina. Tonight, we're diving into a topic that is very, very close to my heart. I'm calling this episode, Opening Up, A Step to Getting a Better You. You already know what to do. (laughs) Grab your popcorn, your cup of tea, And I would say grab a box of tissue because this is a very, very sensitive episode. So what does it mean to really open up? Opening up is the courageous act of sharing your thoughts, your feelings and your vulnerabilities with someone else. It's breaking down the walls we build around ourselves and allowing others to see the real us. Now, why? Why? is opening up so crucial in the world that often encourage us to keep our struggles hidden opening up becomes a beacon of light it's a path of genuine connection empathy and understanding by sharing our stories we create a bridge of supports that can carry us through the toughest time think about it when you open up you invite others into your world you're basically saying i trust you with my innermost feelings and my thoughts this vulnerability not only fosters strengthens connection but also allows for personal growth now i am strongly going to give a trigger warning Um, i'm about to let you guys into my world so it is very very sensitive and it's a very very trigger trigger experience so feel free to turn this off or (laughs) use your box of tissue but i'm just giving that warning for many of you that know me i grew up in nigeria so back in nigeria during my primary school days I was sexually exalted by my class teacher. I remember it was in the afternoon and he had given us some maths questions to complete. Once I had completed my questions, I walked towards his desk and I stood next to him. He began to stroke his legs across the front of my skirt. At first, I was confused. What's, What's happening? I stepped back but he grabbed my arms pulling me closer towards him. He unzipped his pants, pulled his manhood out of his trousers and began to stroke it using my hands. I was standing next to him and facing the entire class. The only thing that was blocking the view was his decks. It felt like hours. At that age, I had no idea what was happening. I knew it was wrong. I knew it felt out of the norm. It felt like I was standing there with no sense of what's happening. I was confused and scared. As much as my classmates would approach his decks, I would silently ask for help. But we were all kids. No one knew what was going on behind the decks. Once the bell rang and it was time to go home, I knew that was my moment to escape. But as I raced towards my desk, he pulled my hand back, looked me in the eyes and said, if you tell anyone what happened, they would not believe you because I am big and you're small. And every day you come to class and I know you told someone, I will beat you in front of the class. Imagine telling a primary school, Child or a little girl that when I went home I said nothing to my parents I remember washing my body for as long as I can remember trying to get rid of what had happened during the day I felt disgusted I felt I have lost my sense of purity from that moment I hated school it was like a torture place for me I quickly learned that in order for me to be happy or survive, I had to create a whole different world in my head where I can escape and be a little girl again. This affected my grades. It affected how I socialized with my friends. It affected my relationship with my parents. I was no longer innocent. My parents could not understand why an A student all of a sudden was making D and not concentrating in class. I remember in Nigeria, they used to have a parent's teacher interview and he would tell my parents, no, Bertha is a good girl. she listens, she follows instructions. And I would just sit there and watch him lie. But there was nothing I could say or do. I told no one what was happening. This went on for days Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday. Saturday, Sunday was my escape days because there was no school. At a very young age, I hated and despised older men. Luckily for me, at the end of the school term, the entire school was informed that the teacher was leaving the school and would not be returning next year. That was the happiest day of my life. In my mind, I could finally go back to liking school again. I could begin being my normal self. Engaging with my friends normally. But that was shortly lived. We later left Nigeria and moved to Guinea. At this time I was a teenager and my body was growing. I was developing breasts and other parts um, of my female body. If you grew up in the african christian home you knew that the act of being good to your fellow christians or to people is very very important i was used to being kind-hearted to people because my mom and dad was kind-hearted i was used to sharing clothes food with people because that's what god wants us to do there was a church member who at that time did not have a place to stay so my parents made a decision to allow him live with us until he could get on his feet. At first, everything was great. But I slowly became... I slowly started to notice how he would look at me. And that made me feel so cold and scared. Because I have seen that look before. It was the exact same look my primary school teacher used to give me. One afternoon... My mom had gone to the store and my dad had gone out. I was home with my brother who at that time was playing football with his friends at the front of the house. And I was completing my tasks, um, my chores that my mom had left for me. When I heard my name being called, Bertha, yes, uncle, come here. I want to show you something. Okay, uncle. I knocked on his door. He opened the door. I walked in and he closed the door behind and grabbed me from the back, pushed me on his bed. At this point, I began to cry out loud. He quickly placed his hands over my mouth and said, You better stop shouting. No one is going to hear you. If anyone hears you and come, I'll say you did something. That's why I'm punishing you. I'm beating you. He proceeded to touch me all over my body. All I could do was lay down and go to my happy place in my mind where I had not visited in a very, very long time since my primary school teacher left. Once he was done, he told me to get up and go shower. I was leaving his room and I heard those same words again. Don't tell anyone. In fact, even if you do, they will not believe you. I will tell them that you came into my room. And you asked me to touch you. I never told anyone about my sexual encounters with these men until I was 22 years old. I remember when I, when I told my family, there were some that believed me, there were many that didn't. Some saw me as a troublemaker. Some asked the question, "Why now? Why are you choosing to tell us this all this um all these years? Why are you choosing now?" If you've ever been sexually exalted, you know that coming out straight away to tell someone is hard. I mean, at that time, those men were far older than me. Who would have believed me? The reason why I tell you this story is because opening up fosters a sense of relief. It's like Unwinding your shoulders from the weight of unspoken thoughts. Sharing your challenges, your fears. With someone, it allows you to breathe freely. Lifting the emotional load you might have been carrying. For 22 years, I kept it as a secret. For 22 years, I hated the smell of older men. The cologne. I could close my eyes and revisit every second that I was assaulted. I hated the way men would speak if they sounded like any of those men, if they dressed like any of those men, if they looked. I hated it. I hated it. But opening up and telling my counselor and then telling my family, it allowed me to finally start the process of healing and i'm still on that journey of healing don't get me wrong i still find it very disgusting when men eight years older than me approach me i find it very very disgusting but that's just based off my trauma but opening up strengthens relationships whether it's with friends family or partner experiencing your true your true self character Give some sort of like a deep connection to the people around you. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, not everyone will believe you. Not everyone believed me. I no longer speak to so many people in my family because of, uh, because of this. Because I chose to open up. But it's okay. Don't be so focused on who is going to believe you and who is not. It's your journey to a better you opening up is also a powerful tool for problem solving so start small tell one or two people don't be so focused on what they would think about you or how they would see you believe it or not so many of us are walking around with childhood traumas and we have not even opened up about it I want us to encourage opening up. Maybe do that this week. Take this first step and just open up. It allows you to forgive yourself. It allows you to forgive those people that hurt you. It allows people around you to fully be a part of your world. So dear listeners... Let's encourage openness, not just for us, but for the younger generation. Not just in our relationship, but within ourselves. Take that brave step tonight. Share a piece of your heart, whether it's with your friend or family member, or even with yourself. It's not easy. Nobody said opening up was ever going to be easy but in order to be a better you you have to revisit it and heal thank you so much for joining me on this heartful (laughs) journey tonight remember to open up remember to welcome the change I hope you have a good night. Until next time, sweet dreams. And remember, you are never alone on this journey to self-discovery. The only person that is stopping you is yourself. Thank you.